0: Welcome to Catch You Outdoors, episode number seven, Florida Seafood, or what I love about Florida Seafood. I'm your host, Captain Rob Moody. Before we jump into today's episode, I just want to let you know that you can contact me via email at catchoutdoors at gmail.com. Our website's catchoutdoors.com. There you'll find a list of episodes, both past and future. And yes, there's a Facebook page, Catch You Outdoors. My second book has been released, Bridge to Paradise, a book of short stories about fishing, travel, and life. Thank you, Middle River Press, my publisher. You can purchase it on my website at catchoutdoors.com. That's if you'd like an autographed copy. Um, if not, don't worry about it. It's now available on Amazon. Just do a search for Bridge to Paradise. You might want to stick my name on there, Rob Modis or Captain Rob Modis, because the Paradise search I found is... <laughs> There's about a zillion books with the words paradise in it, so it might help a little bit if you're hunting for it to go ahead and stick my name in there. Close to two years ago, I can't, I can't believe this, close to two years ago, I moved to the big city. Living in Fort Myers for about 20 years, uh, and my wife, Janelle, got a job opportunity in Fort Lauderdale, so we moved. We headed over to the East Coast. Fort Lauderdale is different in many ways from Fort Myers, but in many ways, it's, a, it's very much the same. First of all, they're beach towns, both of them. Uh, well, sort of. I always like to clarify this. Fort Myers, Florida is not really a beach town. Fort Myers, Florida is really located on the Caloosahatchee River, and a great portion of that town is inland. What's actually on the water is Fort Myers Beach, and they are two different places and often get mixed up by folks from outside of the area. You book a room in Fort Myers, you're liable not to see any beach at all. You're liable just to see a river. Um, So (laughs) keep that in mind if you're coming to the area. Fort Myers is actually a river town. Fort Myers Beach is a beach town. Uh, Fort Lauderdale is a huge city, not so much a town. So As a matter of fact, Broward is the second largest county by population in Florida, and Broward encompasses Fort Lauderdale and many other small cities uh, within that region. But one thing's real common in both the areas. uh, I bet you thought I was going to say fishing or boating or not this time. I'm talking about eating. I'm talking about dining out. I'm talking about fresh seafood. I can't think of anything better I'm a seafood nut. Long, long time ago, I got introduced to crabs. (laughs) Yeah, blue crab. No, not the ones down this way. Not the stone crab, but the blue crab. Uh, My mama is from Virginia. I was actually born in Williamsburg, Virginia. Moved to Florida when I was about five. But we made repeated trips back up to that area. And crabbing is a big deal up there, especially around the... um, the Tidewater area which is the lower southeast coast so you've got the James River and and that area Uh, Yorktown the York River and those areas heading out into Chesapeake Bay are are really really big for um, fresh blue crab a highlight of blue crab for me is soft shell crabs during mating season uh, and also when they're losing their shell they will go soft and that's a considered a delicacy. I know for some people it's about the weirdest thing in the world. You pretty much eat an entire crab. Uh, in this case, rolled in um, crumbs, batter, and then deep fried. And you eat the entire crab. Now for me, yummy. For some people, mm, not so much. So from the age of five, I pretty much grew up eating Florida seafood, coastal seafood. Shrimp, one of my favorites along with all kinds of fish, Um, whatever the fresh catch of the day was up in the Clearwater area, which could have been anything as a youth. I mean, back in those days, they took sea trout, redfish, things like that, Um, all kinds of grouper. Um, As time went by uh, in high school, we moved up to Kentucky, Kentucky and Seafood, Um, (laughs) those two words don't go together. I spent a great deal of time. Actually, my parents spent a great deal of time too, just looking for fresh seafood in in the uh, Louisville area. And it wasn't easy. Uh, There was a place called Fulton Seafood Market that flew stuff in and that was about as close as you could get. But it would be the, I'll call it the ordinary, the regular stuff, nothing terribly exotic. When I got a chance to move back to Florida in the early nineties, um, I wound up in Miami. And I'll be honest with you, the very first thing I did was seek out seafood, and I found it. There was a shop in Miami, I wish I could remember the name, Uh, he got in fresh yellowtail snapper every day whole. And he and I became best buddies, (laughs) because number one, it was fresh and whole. Number two, I knew how to fillet, so he didn't have to fillet a fish, I would just simply buy whatever I needed a pound or so, two pounds usually, which is is one nice yellowtail. Uh, Take it home, fillet it up, and then, you know, bake it, grill it, fry it, whatever. And I was in heaven. I think I ate yellowtail, I'm not going to kid you, for probably 14 straight days before I went back to looking for a piece of beef. I believe what really makes Florida unique is the choices of seafood that we have. And we have some specialties. We have some things here that are really, really unique and seasonable, only by season, Uh, Number one would be stone crab. Uh, Florida lobster would be number two. And then, of course, uh, Florida gulf shrimp or pink shrimp, as it's referred to. Those three things are really unique to our area. Um, Now, granted, the Florida lobster is really a Caribbean lobster, which can be had down in the Caribbean itself, in the Bahamas, Bahamian Islands, and the Caribbean Islands. But in the United States proper, it's, it's pretty much here. And stone crab is certainly just us. And of course, shrimp is everywhere, but Gulf shrimp is special to me. I mentioned seasons. Um, Stone crab season is open from October 15th through May 1st. So that is the only time you can purchase it either in seafood shops or in restaurants. And it's a very special season. Opening on October 15th is, is revered all across South Florida and certainly Southwest Florida. Uh, We very much look forward to it. The stone crabbers go put their traps out. I think they're allowed to drop them up to a week to 10 days or might be two weeks ahead of time. They cannot pull the traps until the 15th, midnight, um, 14th, going into 15th. They try to get everything in. And and stone crab, by the way, is sold cooked. So they pull the traps. They take the claws. I'll explain that in a minute. They take it to the uh, uh, wholesalers and they literally boil them. They steam them. And then they go on ice, and they're sold to you, already cooked on ice. So all you have to do is is pick the crab claws you want and crack them. What I find really interesting about stone crab in uniqueness is that it is a live catch where the animals return to the water alive. So the only thing taken are the claws, and you have to have a certain size restriction on claw before you can take it. There's a size you must meet before you can take the claw. You can take both claws if they meet it, but I, I don't personally. I don't do it, nor nor do I recommend it. Uh, stone crabs use the claw for defense, but they also use it for gathering food. So if you take both, he's going to have a hard time grazing. And guess how they grow their claws? Eating. So <laughs> it only makes sense to leave one claw for him for the next time. But it is kind of cool to think that we don't kill the animal to take the claws from them, and and I I find that pretty interesting. Now, the Florida lobster, Caribbean lobster, their season's a little weird. Um, For example, this year in 2021, mini season, which is a chance for divers, snorkelers, people like that to get a head start on the commercial season, that began began the last Wednesday of uh, July. And then it ends on Thursday at midnight. So you have you have many seasons. You have two days, basically, Wednesday and Thursday to go get your, your Caribbean lobsters, your Florida lobsters ahead of the commercial start. Um, the regular season kicks off a week later or thereabouts. For example, this year, it started on Friday, August the 6th. And it'll end at midnight on March 31st, 2022. So it runs from August until next March. So r- for right now, you have the option of grabbing Florida lobster or stone crab. So you can, you can get either one in the restaurant. Let me tell you what, that's pretty much heaven on earth. Now, there's no real season for shrimp. They can be taken any time. Um, I mean, there's quotas, but for all intents and purposes, shrimp is shrimp and shrimp is always here. However, I prefer winter shrimp. Um, and it's not that the summer shrimp are bad, you can get it and it's good. But when that water cools off in the Gulf of Mexico, to me, the shrimp tend to get a little more tender and they just seem to taste a little bit better. So, you know, um, just so you know, and winter shrimping is huge, by the way, when other places can't get shrimp or when the shrimp start to leave an area like, um, uh, the Texas, Louisiana, Alabama, and around the upper Gulf states, they send their shrimp boats down this way. So the the shrimp hunting begins in earnest here in southwest Florida. And also over here on the east coast where I am in Fort Lauderdale, shrimp is a huge thing over here as well. As a matter of fact, just a few days ago, uh, the Key West pinks came in and our boys were, our our, uh, seafood shops, (laughs) were picking them up from Key West and getting them delivered um, same day so it does happen on the east coast as well. Now since I'm a former fishing guide, I have to slip this little tip in here for you. Shrimp. Everything eats shrimp. Best bait in the world. If you're fishing and you're having trouble catching, especially on southwest coast and on the east coast, shrimp works. Put shrimp on a hook with a weight or shrimp on a jig weight and drop it on the bottom, and you will probably catch something because everything eats shrimp. <laughs> there, there's your tip of the day. I often get asked, you know, what's your favorite fish? What, what do you, of all the ones to eat, what do you like the best? And it's honestly a toss-up. Um, it's hard for me to to give give this award to only one fish. <laughs> um, my favorite's pompano and wahoo. I I like them both equally well. However, they really come from two different types of of water, if you will. Pompano can be caught shallow water in in backcountry areas of the southwest coast. It can be caught along the beaches uh, where I live here in Fort Lauderdale, all the way up, you know, Stewart, all the way up and down the beach. Um, Whereas wahoo is a hard-running offshore fish. Uh, Looks, for those that don't know, it's similar to like a barracuda, uh, but prettier, <laughs> has stripes on it, but it's got teeth and it's very aggressive. Um, I don't know, sort of sort of a mackerel-like shape to it. It's, it's built for speed, like a kingfish. It's built for speed, but the meat is absolutely delicious. I, I can't think of anything I like better from the ocean than Wahoo or anything better than Pompano from, from inshore fisheries. Now, here's the key for my decisions. Both have flavor. If uh, many, many people I run into say, well, I don't like this or I don't like that. It, it, it tastes funny, which means it tastes like fish. <laughs> it's, it's very interesting to me that a great many people just like bland whitefish. I mean, let's face it. You go to a restaurant, you go to a, a seafood sandwich restaurant. We're talking like, you know, a McDonald's seafood, whatever. Oh, uh, let's not even go there. It, that's just whitefish. And for a lot of people, that's preferred. They don't, they just, they, they like the texture. They like putting tartar sauce all over it. They like battering the bejeebers out of it so that they really can't taste the fish. I am just the opposite. Not saying that I don't like whitefish, don't get me wrong, but I like flavor. If Even if I'm going to lightly batter something for frying, I'm going to make sure that it's light and that I can still taste the flavor of the fish. So in the case of Pompano, it has a very distinct flavor. I always, I tell people, tastes like it's been buttered or pre-buttered. Um, the texture is really nice in the mouth. It's it's just really, really good. But there are people that have eaten Pompano gummy. I, I They'll say, I can't stand that stuff. And that's because they just don't like flavored fish. A great example from up north is salmon. Uh, I love salmon. I love it grilled. And I also like doing pan searing and things like that to it. And my wife... She's great at cooking salmon. Um, that's another very flavorful fish. It has a very distinct flavor. And if you don't like that, then you're, I mean, you're going to save salmon. Ugh. Other fish that have flavors or some sort of flavors here in Florida would be um, hogfish would be a good example, um, also known as hog snapper, triple tail, yellowtail snapper, red snapper, um, redfish compared to snook. Snook has a very special flavor, if you can get it. Snook is not available commercially, nor is redfish in Florida. So it's up to the angler to get a piece of that. Not to mention snook has got this ridiculous season, so it's really, really hard to, to get one anyway, even if it's open. Sea trout has a distinct flavor, but sea trout is probably the mildest of the bunch. At, you know, and then there's, then there's the mystique of grouper, I could never quite figure it out. I guess because grouper was at one point so readily available all over Florida in Florida waters, whether you're on the Atlantic side or on the Gulf coast. And grouper became extremely popular in restaurants. Grouper sandwiches were a big deal in there. And so people gravitated to it. I like grouper, don't have a problem with it, but I think there's so much, there's so many other fish that are so much better. Uh, you've so you seafood eaters, come to Florida. Be aware that many of our fish have quotas, uh, not only commercial quotas, but recreational quotas, and there are many, many seasons. So you can't always get what you want, <laughs> unlike the Rolling Stones say. <laughs> well, I, that's actually what they did say. You can't always get what you want. The, the trick is you, if, if, you're, if you're an angler and you're fishing, you're going to have to really watch out for the rules. We have dozens and dozens of saltwater fish and they have dozens and dozens of rules attached to them for size limits, bags limits, and open and closed seasons. So it's real important that you check things before you keep a fish in Florida. Uh, however, many, many of our seafood, fi- seafood selections or our fish selections are very, very good. And I'd highly recommend trying them out. One thing that's unique to Florida when it comes to restaurants is we do have a lot of uh, uh, cook-your-catch places. There are many of them in the Keys, quite a few on the East Coast and quite a few on the West Coast. You'll have to seek them out. But these restaurants will let you bring in your, now remember, this is cleaned fillets. Don't bring in the whole fish. They aren't going to fool with it. You need to clean the fish, take care of it, debone it, get it all ready to go, put it in a bag, and bring it in on ice. And these restaurants will actually cook it for you for a price. They'll, you know, they'll add in the vegetables and all the other stuff, but you can basically bring in your catch and, and do a cook your catch. I think that's pretty exciting. That's, that's one way to assure you're getting fresh fish, that's for sure. One nice thing you'll find if you're visiting Florida, or if you've just moved here and you're just kind of getting into what's going on on the seafood side, you'll find that most of our restaurants not only have a selection of beef on the menu, but they'll almost always have a local selection of fish. A lot of times it'll be called the catch of the day. Catch of the day on the East Coast, nine times out of ten is mahi-mahi. That's known as dolphin fish. Down here, we, we had to stop calling it dolphin because people would look at you like you can't be killing flipper. No, we're not. Dolphin fish is totally different, but in Hawaii, they call them mahi-mahi, and so that's kind of become the adopted name of that, of that very same fish here in Florida. You'll see that a lot on the West Coast, too. Don't get me wrong. You will see mahi-mahi specials on the West Coast, or that will be the catch of the day, so to speak. You have to ask when you see catch of the day on the menu, ask them, ask them what it is. It's going to be uh, mahi, snapper, sometimes grouper, stuff like that. It'll, it'll be what I call pretty normal selections as far as catch of the day is concerned. The dinner specials at those same restaurants will be listed separately. So some of them will have red snapper, for example, which is delicious. Yellowtail snapper, things like that. A hogfish. Oh, if you see hogfish or hog snapper on a menu, I'd certainly go for it triple tail. I mentioned that earlier. So those would be like the specials that you'll see. It's kind of like getting hogfish or triple tail on a seafood menu uh, or on a menu with seafood on it is a lot like that would be the filet mignon, for example. And you're going to pay the same price for it and maybe a little bit more. Now those cooks out there, you, you, you chefs out there, you home chefs, there is a ton of seafood available at shops. Um, I'm going to give you some shops I, I have visited. I mean, I could just pop off with dozens of them, but the ones that I, I went to regularly and go to regularly, I'll mention those first in Southwest Florida. One of my favorites was out on 41 U S 41, uh, at Gladi, Gladiolus. That's the main drag coming from the airport and, uh, skip one, just delicious. I mean, they have fresh fish are in a case. They're on ice. The neat thing about Skip One is they have a restaurant there. It's an on-site little family restaurant. It's it's really good. Um, And they have what's in the case can be served to you then, or you can go ahead and pick up a piece of fish and take it home. But everything I'd ever gotten there was fresh. I will say one unique thing about Skip One. I happen to like frog's legs. Now, I'm going to call that seafood. Because it comes from our lakes, (laughs) so I don't know lake food. I'm not sure if there's any difference, but I really, really like frogs legs. And Skip One makes the best fried frogs legs I think I've had anywhere down on Fort Myers Beach. uh, Actually, before you get onto the beach proper, so this is the island just before that part of Estero Island. uh, There's a place called Trico Seafood Market. That's T R I C O Trico Seafood Market. Fantastic. That's before you go over the Matanzas Pass Bridge on the left hand side. So you're going to turn down Main Street, cruise down the road. You can't miss it. it. Looks like a great big concrete old house with front steps leading up to it. Best fresh shrimp you can get. The shrimp boats deliver there, so obviously great shrimp. But not only that, you get some really interesting bycatches that the deep water boats bring in when they're going after shrimp. One in particular is called Tilefish, T I L E. I love tilefish. It's a mild white fish. It tastes really good, and it's rare. You just don't see it very often unless you um, go to a shop that like that, that uh, where the shrimpers deliver their their goods to. They'll occasionally drop off a of tilefish, and if you're lucky enough to get a piece of tilefish, by all means, grab yourself a fillet of it. It's really good. Here's a little known fact for you: Pinchers Crab Shack. Located all over Fort Myers. Actually, they're located up in Tampa now, and they have a Key West shop. Uh, Pinterest Crab Shack originated in Fort Myers, Florida, out on Fort Myers Beach. And, and they, um, they actually have a fresh seafood counter. Tony prides himself in reselling only the best fish for his restaurant. So in turn, he keeps a great big case with ice in it with fresh fish in it. And that's, you know, honestly, last time I was in one, I saw tile fish in there. So that's what made it pop into my head. So check out Pinscher's if you're looking for seafood because the restaurants are located all over the, the southwest, or actually the west coast now. Well, southwest, Key, uh, Tampa on down to Key West. Another good place I visited quite often over there was in Cape Coral. It's called Merrick Seafood Company. Um, Merrick is they pride themselves in their quality of their fish. But not only that, they also make like soups, chowders, dips, and things like that out of fresh fish. So you got a party coming up and you're looking for something for the party, or maybe you just maybe you just love nothing better than a smoked fish dip on crackers, then I'd highly recommend visiting Merrick Seafood. They, they really do a good job in Cape Coral. For stone crabs, oh boy. Go visit the small seafood shops in Everglades City. One in particular is called City Seafood, but there's several of them in that area in Everglades City. Um, you, you just you just can't beat it. For example, at City Seafood, the atmosphere is, um, they, actually, they actually cook the, the crabs on site when the boats come in. They put them on ice. You can go in there and you can select however many crab claws you want. You can get an ice-cold beer out of a bucket, one of those old-fashioned buckets with ice in it. The beer is floating in it. Get you an ice-cold beer. Go out and sit at a picnic table with a little wooden hammer and just bash crab claws <laughs> to your heart's content. I really and truly don't think it gets a whole lot better than that. Now, I confess, in Fort Lauderdale, I've only found one. Now, that doesn't mean that there aren't dozens of them because I know there are. When we moved over here two years ago, we decided to live downtown. We decided not to live in the suburbs. We wanted to get right down into downtown, which is literally on the beach. Uh, so we're we're about maybe a mile and a half from the beach where we live. Um, we are right off of US-1. 1. US-1 1 is like 41 on the West Coast. It is the main drag that runs up and down the East Coast. And Off of that, just north of us, just a few miles um, off of Oakland Park Boulevard and in that area off US-1 is a place called Sea Salt Seafood. And it's, it's great. That's all I can say. I found it by accident. They were doing Facebook posts and they would post a picture of the fish they got in that morning, the whole fish, you know, standing there in his hands like he'd caught it on a boat. And what it was is these guys are actually buying commercial catches off of locally caught boats locally caught in the atlantic so you can just imagine my surprise uh when i saw them holding up you know beautiful yellowtail snapper and red snapper and just all kinds of really delicious fish big grouper and things like that but more importantly i mentioned this earlier they were holding up a wahoo one morning and i was like oh boy and so, of course, I jumped in the car and ran right over there and picked up a big old chunk of Wahoo and came home and cooked it on the grill. And, oh, I just can't tell you how wonderful that was. So I've been going there ever since. Uh, the other day I just mentioned we had fresh pink uh, Key, West, Key West Pinks. Uh, that was the shop that had them. Uh, he brought in tons of stone crab when the stone crab claws came in. Uh, so he's very seasonally oriented. One thing that that shop does... Which makes a difference is they actually supply many of these huge yachts over here with seafood. They're provisioners, and because they provision these yachts, the yachts only want the highest quality, obviously. And so we're just we're just lucky. <laughs> we just you know I don't own a multi-million-dollar yacht, you know I'm just little old me, but I sure know good seafood when I taste it, and so do they apparently. There's nothing better than fresh. Let me put it that way. If you really want to get a good sample of seafood, head to the Florida Keys. Um, I was very fortunate. Actually, Janelle and I were very fortunate. We lived over here in the 90s, and we kept a boat in Ala And so we spent uh, geez, every other weekend pretty much down in Ala Mirada fishing. Uh, so we'd run home from work, get the boat ready, go down, and go fishing. And one thing you learn down there is there are just there are a jillion restaurants. I can't even begin to name them all. Well, I'll I'll give you my favorite. My favorite stop was the Lorelei. The Lorelei is an Ala Mirada. It's a seaside restaurant on the bayside, on the Florida, on the Florida bayside. And they serve fantastic seafood dishes, but in everyday surroundings. In other words, this is not a white tablecloth (laughs) by no means. A lot of times you're eating at a bar. A lot of times you're sitting on a stool where the only cushion is a boat cushion that you're sitting on. The people that are in there are wonderful to talk to and listen to. There's usually a good population of anglers in there who are more than willing to talk about the catch of the day. And over the years, it is still to this day, uh, almost 30 years later, it is still my favorite and my wife's favorite spot to go to uh, down in the Florida Keys, but don't overlook the others. There are hundreds of little seafood restaurants tucked away off of the main road, and you're going to have to look for them. I mean, we, we have found many of them just by simply hunting or driving down to the end of a little road off of, uh, off of the main road, off of US-1 and eventually A1A. I think one of the biggest advantages to the Florida Keys' um, quality of seafood is the local catch uh, brought in by charter fishermen, Uh, a great many charters, especially your offshore charters uh, out of the Florida Keys, the guys carry commercial resale licenses. Now, this isn't legal for you or I to do. You can't just go down there and catch your limit, your legal limit of fish in a cooler and run over to a restaurant and sell it. It doesn't work that way. They're not allowed to buy that from you unless you have a commercial sales license. So a lot of your charter captains in the Florida Keys have opted for that license. Now, that brings into play tips. If you go out on an offshore trip, and you get a really good batch of fish, you can keep what you want and what you need, and you can tip the captain and crew with the leftovers. I Don't forget to throw in a little cash. It's not cool just to give them fish. But what they'll do is they'll turn around and take that fish to a local restaurant and immediately sell it, which means that's how that fresh fish arrives there every single day. So you don't have any of this three-day lag or four-day lag getting fish moved around. Typically, these people are picking up fish on the same day. So if there's a a board out front or a chalkboard and it says fresh catch of the day, that makes Key West really unique because it really is a fresh catch of the day right off of a boat. I have to mention cooking it yourself. Um, And and I'm going to give you a couple basic rules on seafood that might help you out if you've I mean, I don't know, maybe you haven't tried at all. Maybe, it, maybe it's a, a whole nother world. Maybe you can cook a hamburger or a steak, uh, pork chops, but you, you're just not sure about fish. Rule number one, fish is safe, which means it can be undercooked and not kill you. The reason I'm saying that is because most people cook fish to death, and it makes it tough and tasteless. It's real important that you get shrimp, or sorry, fish, both actually, we'll get to that in a minute. Get fish, say, on a grill or in a pan or in the oven and cook it at a minimum time. So in other words, if you think a filet is going to take 15, 20 minutes on bake at around 350, the thickness makes a difference. So set it for 10 minutes and test it. Best way to test a filet of fish out of the oven or off the grill is with a fork. Just stick a fork in 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 it and gently twist. If it starts to come apart right away, it's done. If it's tight and it won't move, it's probably not done enough yet. And there's a fine line between those two, so checking repeatedly is is really really important. Shrimp, get it on, get it off. Uh, If shrimp, if you've got boiling water in a pot and you throw fresh shrimp in it, it turns pink. It starts to roll around. Chances are, it's done when it turns pink. If you just keep cooking it and cooking it, it makes shrimp crazy tough. Don't do that. Um, Again undercooking is better than overcooking and if you undercook it a little too much it's sushi (laughs) so so don't worry yourself about it it'll be fine sauces and mixes I like a little lemon on my fish maybe just a tiny bit of pepper Um, chef Paul's seafood magic is really good you can get that in stores all over Florida I'm not sure about up north if you're listening to it but chef Paul's makes like Seafood magic, chicken magic, pork magic, steak magic, but the seafood magic is quite good. Don't overdo it. Uh, the mix is pretty powerful. And if you put too much on, all you're going to taste is seafood magic. Um, sauces, you know, I, I don't really smear stuff all over fish. I mean, I've heard of and seen the mayonnaise trick done, which I know works because it keeps the moisture in. I've just, honestly, I've never done it myself, so I can't speak to it, but I do know that, uh, Certain rubs and things, like a lemony rub is pretty good. There's, there's all kinds of stuff that you can add to fish. Again, preserve the taste of the fish. Try not to go overboard by slapping too much stuff on it. I mean, fresh fish is good. You don't really need to cover it up with anything. Well, folks, my time's up. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and thank you so much for listening. Without listeners, y'all, I, I wouldn't have a podcast, so please keep listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, would you please share it with a friend? You can reach me via email at catchoutdoors at gmail.com. All questions, suggestions for past, current, and future podcasts subjects are more than welcome. Catch Outdoors is hosted by Anchor and available via Spotify. Our Facebook page is Catchy Outdoors. Our website is catchoutdoors.com. Until next time, get outdoors and enjoy.